0: Welcome, welcome to Freaked Out with your co-hosts, Liz and Landon. What's up, everybody? Today, guys, we will be covering, well, it started off as a surprise episode. We've just recently announced it,
1: but the case of Lacey Peterson. Absolutely. We were scrolling through Prime and it caught Liz's eye because it was one of the cases that you guys have been asking for. So what better way to end the year with a bang? It's also interesting... Where I was born and raised, the name Lacey was very uncommon. (laughs) By the way, uh, we want to give a
0: shout out to the person who guessed the episode first, Lisa Damon. We had a few guesses, but you were the first one to guess. So good job and thank you for watching our podcast. Ironically enough, we (laughs) were able to, you know maintain many friends by that name i always try to find the irony in everything and see why things come our way but in this case it was screaming at us so we really
1: decided to cover it by the way guys we wanted to give you guys a shout out as we are almost to our one year mark of the podcast and we have covered approximately 56 cases and we will continue on for the new year now that is something to be excited about We will be making a
0: lot of changes come the new year. We will be focusing more so on cases and the celebrity cases will be what you guys have the opportunity to win. Whether that be on
1: the patron side or the Facebook side, it's really up to you. All right, let's get into it. On December 23rd, 2002, at 5.45 p.m., Lacey and Scott went to Saloon Saloon. That is Lacey's sister Amy's place of work. Amy had spent some time cutting Scott's hair, as she did each month. As they spoke, Scott offered to pick up a fruit basket that Amy had ordered for her grandfather as a Christmas gift on the next day because he would be playing golf at the golf course nearby.
0: Lacey's mom, Sharon, spoke to Lacey on the phone at approximately 8.30 p.m. that evening. Apart from her husband, Scott, Sharon was one of the last
1: people to have conversation with her, and so was Amy. Scott later told the police that he last saw his wife at about 9.30 a.m. on December 24th when he left to go fishing at the marina. He had made a statement that
0: Lacey was watching a cooking show, preparing to mop the floor, bake cookies, walk the family dog nearby the park. At the time of her disappearance, Lacey was about seven and a half months pregnant. Later that morning, a neighbor by the name of Karen had stated that around 10.30 a.m. she found their dog, a golden retriever Mackenzie, alone outside of the home
1: and returned him to the Peterson's backyard. When the neighbors had put the dog back into the yard, they did not see anything out of place. Scott had returned to the home in the afternoon and he found an empty yard. He had later relayed this to Lacey's mother, Sharon, though she later denied this in her book. Scott
0: apparently showered and washed his clothes because he had gotten wet during the fishing trip. And then he ate some pizza with some milk. Gotta make sure he's eating well, I guess.
1: Yep, he definitely did. He then called Sharon to see where she was. Police provided no evidence for anyone entering the house.
0: Now, they took him in for questioning, and he was pretty helpful and had no issues
1: answering their questions. Police asked if there was any issues in their marriage, and of course, Scott indicated that there was none. And as time progressed, Scott really
0: wasn't too interested in what the police were doing in relation to his wife's case, He just kind of sat there and waited for something to come up. According to one of the detectives, it was very suspicious since normally people are always asking about their family
1: members and, you know, how things are progressing in the case. On Christmas Eve, they asked Scott if he was willing to take a polygraph test, and he said yes. However, he didn't end up taking that polygraph test. He was just telling them that. It's kind of how I feel. Definitely one of the first things that I would do is take a polygraph test. I don't need anyone thinking that I did anything wrong, especially if you're innocent. Several neighbors came forward saying
0: that they had seen her walking the dog in the morning. It looks as though the police were not following up on those leads, though,
1: according to the family and the people that did claim to see her in the neighborhood. Scott Peterson was not interested in being on camera or even in the public eye. He was not very interested anyway in trying to help. He also did not spend any time really grieving the loss or his wife. At first, the
0: family did feel like Scott wasn't part of it and they protected him
1: very much. There was a burglary going on in and around the same time that Lacey had gone missing. Many speculated that there was some sort of connection between them since they were directly across the street at the time.
0: Seven days after Lacey had gone missing, they ended up having a vigil for her and Connor, and Scott
1: didn't speak out. Not a word. Everyone started to catch pictures of him, and he was smiling and laughing while at this vigil. Everyone around town became extremely suspicious of Scott and his behavior. Let's talk about Scott's girlfriend, Amber. This poor unsuspecting woman. This was also a pre-Facebook time. So it's not like they really could spend a lot of time snooping around her stuff. I feel like she really did have no idea who Scott was. I agree with that. I know she was
0: the one who had initially came forward talking to the police and, of course, told her side
1: of the story. But I genuinely feel like she thought that Scott was the one for her. Of course, technology wasn't where it is today, but they did set her up with a little device on her phone that recorded conversations when she would talk with Scott that she may potentially have in the future. Of course.
0: And as this is all transpiring, they're trying to
1: set up this device. Scott ended up giving her a call as everything was getting set up. This man was becoming more and more suspicious as the case opens up. But it does make a lot of sense as to why he did not want to be seen on television, why he wasn't a part of any sort of the media outlet, because he would have to communicate with the public. I agree. Very shady for sure. He definitely didn't want Amber to see him on TV. What drove me crazy, though, was that one single hair on the players. I would expect my wife's hair to be everywhere as well, but not on my players. I already felt like it was him right from the moment I had seen him. But that really solidified that feeling.
0: Oh, yeah. The moment for me that really nailed the coffin in my own thoughts was when Amber, who had been working with the police to try to catch him saying things or, you know, blowing himself in, he had mentioned that his wife had gone missing. And she had been told this two weeks
1: previously before she had gone missing. That was a pretty wild situation, but it was really what was needed to get him sent to jail. His defense
0: team will deny everything because anyone who had seen her walking was really never questioned again. And everyone is confused as to why that had gone
1: down and, you know, why it wasn't taken more seriously. Yeah, that part is where it makes everybody scratch their heads just a little bit because it just doesn't add up. It doesn't add up at all because it was plotted out over time. All right, going back to Amber, she has only met him as of November 20th, 2002. So she had only seen him for a few times. I'm actually pretty glad that the family ended up turning on him.
0: They had only seen him through rose-colored glasses more so the mother than the father really i think the father in the background had a lot of suspicion already about him and nobody really wanted to believe it so when everything came forward with amber it was like that last piece of the pie they started to doubt him
1: completely He called Amber after the press conference like this wasn't bizarre.
0: Right. Like he sounded turned on when he was talking to her at the press conference.
1: I think he wanted to say more to her in that moment. On April 14th, 2003, in San Francisco Bay, they found a body. They were able to confirm it was Lacey's body. And then 12 days later, they found this son's body. When the police had finally arrested him, they did end up going through his car and it did look like he was trying to flee. Absolutely. He had his brother's license and he had $15,000 and multiple cell phones. He just did
0: not do a good job on himself of making himself look innocent. And of course, the media feels a certain way and sometimes they get it right and sometimes they get it wrong. But from what I can feel, they got it very right this
1: time. Clearly, there's not a lot of details because he has not really spoken about the situation or anything really in relation as to what remotely happened. So hopefully we can elaborate from the beginning. Well, we absolutely can. It's really
0: tough, this one, and rather triggering for women and men that have been in abusive relationships, but hopefully helpful as well for those of you in those situations. So please take note, guys. All right. So can you feel lacy? Yes, I can. And she has quite a story for us. She shows me that their relationship was very romantic at first. She shows me that he was so charming and funny and was very, very interested in her sexually and otherwise. He also complimented her smile. She said that the man that she had met was not the man by the end of this. She said that the two of them used to hang out a lot, and they were best friends and they would tell each other everything and she felt like it was a really good, genuine relationship. So about when did things start to change? I know that the family had mentioned early on in the relationship that they were, you know, not interested in having a child. And I think Lacey was actually very interested in having a child. But from what I gather, Scott was more so the one not too interested. I think they both agreed that they just wanted an adult life. So she ended up getting pregnant, though. Did they change their minds? From what she shows me, she had really wanted a child to the core, but she didn't necessarily express that too much to him. When her brother had his own child... Her yearning grew stronger. She fell in love with her nephew. She fell in love with the idea of having a baby. So did Scott change his mind at all? I believe that they had agreed, honestly. And from what I see, it was like a ridiculous potential threesome in the future or something sexual like that. But I believe it was like... I don't know, a tiebreaker, and she was willing to really do anything to obtain this baby. Either way, it was a very unpleasant option, and she wasn't necessarily interested in it. I think she was more so just appeasing him to obtain her goal. He wasn't expecting her to say yes about it either. And then when she did, they started to
1: try to have a baby right away. So how long into their marriage did this take place?
0: I would say they were together in their marriage for about two and a half years at this point. I feel like their relationship was starting to dwindle a lot as well. I see she was afraid because he had made some inappropriate comments to women before, and she had seen him in Iraq with other women on multiple occasions, And, you know, whenever they would hang out with anyone, he would always be kind of flirting in the background with all the women. She shows me that he needed to have sex often around the clock as well. Did she feel like she was losing him? She did feel like he was more attracted to other women. She was feeling very unattractive, but she did do things to try to make him feel better. She would try to like wear things sexually, make herself look good. I feel as though it really just wasn't enough for him at this point. I also feel like Amber is not the
1: only one he had an affair with. So wait, you think there's more?
0: I feel like Lacey sorta kinda knew things over the years and she did brush it under the rug a little bit. She shows me that there was one female that she actually personally knew and I believe it had been with somebody that he had previously dated could be some sort of high school vibe. And this woman never came forward? I really feel like they were under the spell of Scott and unfortunately, like, not interested in coming forward. So she had found out about these indiscretions? She did, but she was also willing to forgive him because she felt like she would never find anyone like him again. She just kind of carried on. And he told her he would never do it again. She agreed, and from what I can see, he did stop for a while and then started up and hit it again. And she also agrees she felt as though she had brought a child into the world. That it may make her marriage better, that he might be more interested. She says she didn't admit that out loud to anyone. She was really, really private about her relationship. She really never wanted anyone to feel as though, you know, everything was less than perfect. She wanted everyone to feel like everything was good and no bad was happening. So what kind of bad things were happening? Well, she shows me he was really never physical with her. In fact, it was more so games and head games. And he started to get more comfortable with spending time away from home and wanted to make himself look like, I don't know, a world traveler and that he had all this money. He wanted to impress women. And I feel like he was doing that with a few of them. I also feel as they didn't necessarily fall for it or something would happen. But either way, it looks as though Lacey and her pregnancy was kind of getting in the way of his personal life. Was there a turning point for Scott? Did he become more physical at that point? From what she shows me, it was really early on in the pregnancy. I think she had a conversation with him about how he needs to be more present and that she wants him to be, you know, a good dad. And I keep seeing he told her he would be the best father he could be and be more present. Well, it looks as though he was very absent in her
1: pregnancy. So he wasn't kind of keeping his promise there. Some men just have a hard time connecting with the pregnant wife and they get cold feet.
0: And that's exactly what she thought it was. She felt like this was his way of getting his last hurrah before having a baby. And, you know, he was missing important parts of the pregnancy. He really didn't care about the details, including the name, the ultrasound, the bedroom, just everything. And it started to take a major toll on her. She said that he was not attracted to her pregnancy body. They weren't having sex and he was turned off from
1: her completely. If anything, pregnancy enhances the woman's beauty, especially if it's your wife. Well, she shows me he was leaving the house more often. He was not
0: involved in her day to day. She would get sick and he would just ignore her. But she was determined and she was convinced that she was not going to allow her son to grow up in a
1: relationship that was broken. She was not going to give up. Doesn't help that her hormones were all over the place as well. She definitely deserves to be taken care of. This was her time to prepare to be stress free. You would think, wouldn't you? Just disgusting. Definitely ungrateful.
0: I agree. And from there leads to him meeting Ember. She was very different from Lacey and he was really attracted to her. He felt like she was the perfect woman and very seductive. And since she didn't really include her child in her life with him, he felt very attached to her. He was enjoying his adult life. He did not want to let it go. In his mind, he started to come up with a plan of killing her. Did he have anybody else included? I don't believe so. There may have been one person for one moment, but that's about it. And I'm still not 100% convinced. It was, for the most part, just him, of course. He has a few alibis as well. But when it comes to Lacey's death, he killed her. So what was his plan? I feel like he watched a lot of television. I feel like he was very interested in crime. So he didn't really take a whole lot of effort into finding the perfect crime. But from what I can see, she shows me he wanted to make it look like, you know, he didn't do it, basically. So he had staged everything. He had meticulously staged the exact time based around the holiday, based around his interactions with family, based around his entire day. I would say it took him approximately two, two to three weeks to concoct this plan. Interesting. So what exactly was the plan? In his mind, he thought it was flawless. And by flawless, I mean the two of them had been fighting a lot because he still wasn't being the guy that, you know, he told her he was going to be. And she was getting fed up and told him that if he didn't stop, that she had a reason to believe that she would tell her family what was going on because she really was starting to feel very alone. She did complain a little bit to her sisters, but not too
1: much. He didn't like that pressure and he was running out of time. Of course, because it looks as though his wife interfered with his plans with his new mistress. And I
0: hate calling her that because she had no idea. But yes, he wanted to make it look as though he was the one of he wanted to make it look as though he was out of the house during this entire facade. And I can tell you that Lacey did not die that morning. She was killed the day before. In what way? I feel as though he didn't want to face the music. They were not doing well in their relationship, so I feel like they did spend a lot of time away from each other, even in the house. I feel like he had approached her with some medication to help her feel better. And I feel like he never did this before, so she kind of just took that as a step in the right direction. I feel like he used some sort of substance, and I keep seeing that she had gone to the bathroom and that he had gone elsewhere, and then she went to the bedroom. She shows me he could never face her. He took matters into his own hands i feel like he did something to suffocate her maybe when she was asleep i feel like he just wanted to make sure that she suffered through it all i see that he suffocated her he
1: screamed at her and told her it was her fault that this was all happening as well it was definitely not her fault but okay so he was just trying to tie up all the loose ends pretty much his motive And a lot of this case reminds me of
0: Shanann Watts. From what she shows me, he had a whole like
1: monologue going on. Wow. So a lot of people had seen her in the neighborhood walking. If that wasn't her, then who was it? I feel like it can go in two directions. Either
0: he was a master of disguise or he had somebody close to him involved in it as well. I feel as though he just enjoys disguising himself in general And I feel like he knows how to pull off walking like a woman. I feel like he had pretended to have a pregnant belly. I even see him having a wig and I feel like I know there's a significant height difference between the two of
1: them, but I I just I don't know. I just see him pulling it off. Well, a few witnesses had indicated that she was struggling with holding on to Mackenzie as she was walking him. I feel like Mackenzie was not a wild animal. I feel like Mackenzie would have not pulled her either. I also feel like she wouldn't have taken Mackenzie on a walk if, in fact, he was very active and hyper like that. I know for us, we have a golden retriever and he's a puppy and he is a lot to handle. I would not let you walk him if you were pregnant.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I know he, you know, has physically injured me before because he's strong. But if I was pregnant, I I definitely agree. I would not be walking with him at any age because Mackenzie was way older and a lot calmer. So she really does know how to walk Mackenzie. I also feel like it was all an act. I feel like he put this all on. I feel like he had taken the dog for a walk to make it seem like she had taken her normal schedule. I feel like he literally drove from one spot to another spot and he was just doing a bunch of things. But yeah.
1: So you feel as though he was putting on an act, making himself look like she was the one that was taking this dog for a walk. Yes. And if you
0: notice, a lot of the witness had seen her walking this dog indicated her struggle or that she wasn't properly dressed. He was trying to make all the attention go on to
1: him so that everyone knew that she was the one out there. Makes sense. I guess nobody had reported that they had a conversation with her, though. Exactly. I know there's a significant difference between the two of them in that height, like I said
0: before, but I feel like that wasn't important. I feel like he stayed far enough away to make it look very convincing. He also loaded her body into his truck. And of course, he was trying to leave a trail for himself, which is why he went to the warehouse and sent a random email. He was trying to keep a trail for himself
1: because he knew that eventually it would come back to him and people would think he had involvement. So he didn't really care about his wife or his child to be. So why not? I guess
0: pretty much. Now, the phone calls were also planted as well to make it seem as though they were having conversation about, you know, genuine things. Make it seem like they, you know, had this perfect life.
1: But in reality, he had a whole extra woman on the side. So again, fake calls. And then he spent some time at the marina, obviously because he was dumping the body.
0: I feel like he actually dumped her body before he got to the marina. I feel like he dumped her body... A little bit from this location. So I don't feel as though he actually had it with him at the marina, but I feel like he was at the marina to show people he was there. Again, wanting to make an audience for himself. So he made sure to make lots of noise and make sure that he interacted with everyone he could. Definitely creating that paper trail for himself. I know his family and some people had said they had seen her previously that morning. And they're convinced that she was taken by someone else, whether it be the robbers or the person that told her to tell the dog to shut the F up. But all of that is false. Nobody had indicated anything to her and it never happened. No person came forward saying that
1: they had told the dog to shut up either, you know what I mean? Exactly. Of course, the families are not going to want to believe it because it's their child and their siblings. It's their family. Of course, he's never done anything in the past to make him look guilty, but I just feel like he's definitely guilty.
0: Lacey also wanted to comment a little further. She just wants people to know that she didn't care about what was coming. She didn't want to ruin her relationship. She wanted to focus on the baby. This is all she thought about day in and day out. This is all that she wanted. Her son, by the way, from what she shows me, was supposed to be born healthy. He would have had a full head of hair. I would say his hair turned a pretty light color. Now she's with him. She has grown with him. He's still young. Not a lot of time has passed in the sense of them being up there. I know she's also with her father and her stepfather as well. And a few other people have passed on. But she is honestly at peace, of course, and in a good place. But she knows that he knows that he did it. And he can sit there and deny it. But she explains to me
1: that he had some karma coming to him and they caught on. I know that he had the death penalty. And later on, more recently, he had a retrial. And it looks like they had dropped the death penalty. He definitely deserves death.
0: But from what I can see, Lacey wanted him nowhere near her. Obviously, she'll
1: go nowhere near him, but she prefers for him to live his long life of misery. Do we have any predictions about anything that may happen about the rest of his case? Looks like he's already been talking to a few people on the inside. I
0: even feel like there's a few potential women he might have a relationship with as well now. Gross. Gross. I would say that in a couple of years, there will be a cell block person who will say that they had a conversation with him and that he admitted to it, but I think it'll end up being hearsay. When it comes to him fighting for his rights out of jail, I don't feel like he'll be released. I feel like he'll continue to stay there. And I do feel like he's going to continue to play the deny, deny, deny card because that's what's gotten him this far. There are a few people in his life that pretend that they believe him, but in reality, not all of them do because they have seen the true Scott Peterson.
1: Well, guys, hope you guys enjoyed this episode and hope you enjoyed the end of this year. We have had such a crazy... Amount of episodes, and we're only going to get better from here. So, I hope you all have a happy new year. Also, tomorrow evening, as a bonus for our Facebook group, we will be posting
0: the Paul Bernardo and Carla Homolka case, which is going to be all about the victims. You will also really enjoy this episode. It is a Canadian one. I would highly recommend looking into it before watching that episode so you can see all kinds of nitty gritty details. There's also
1: a documentary and a movie about it as well. So, yeah. We will be back next week, and we will be back with our first exclusive episode of Macho Man and Elizabeth. This one we both will be looking forward to as we're both wrestling fanatics. Until next year, guys, stay freaked out.